We'll do a review of Lakuta Sikhas Chalik Yud, the second Sikha for Parshas Vayeshev. This is a Rashi Sikha, and the Rebbe will explain the Rashi Sikha in a way that it comes out that Rashi, that Rashi is actually coming to tell us something much more than what appears on the surface. If we learn the Rashi on the surface, there are several issues which really doesn't fit in with Rashi's style, that Rashi teaches us the simple meaning of the Pasuk in the uh, questions and the answers that Rashi gives over here doesn't seem to fit into the Pasuk. Also, there is a Yen uh, Torah in which the Rebbe explains that when it comes to Yiddishkeit, you always have to be going up. If you don't go up, then... Uh, inevitably you will descend. But anyways, the Rashi is on the Pasuk in the story. It talks about that uh, Yehuda descended his brothers after they uh, saw the pain of their father uh, after Yosef was sold. So they had complaints to Yehuda that Yehuda was the one that told them to sell him and if he would told them to bring him back, they would have listened to him. So he went down, he goes and he gets married, he has three sons, and he um, they were married the first, in the beginning, the uh, oldest one married to Tamar, he died, and then the second one uh, was married to Tamar, and he died, that was Aaron Oinon, and finally Yehuda was not going to give her to his youngest son, to Shelah, and uh, Tamar wanted to have children uh, from Yehuda, so she disguised herself, and then Yehuda met with her, and then it was born uh, Peretz and Zerach, as the Parsha relates. But the Pesach says that uh, while uh, Tamar was trying to figure out how she can get together with Yehuda, uh, where she can uh, meet up with him, so the Pesach says, Vayugad Tamar, it was told to Tamar that your father-in-law, that your father-in-law is going up. And then it says in the Pasik that he's going up to Timnoso. So, we'll do in his commentary on the verse. It was told to Tomar, etc. So Rashi quotes, Matik Rashi, Hatevis Oila Timnoso. He quotes the words going up to Timnos. So Mefarish and he explains Ubishimshen. So here it seems that to get to Timnos you gotta go up. But in Shimshen, who Oimer the Posik says Vayated Shimshen the Goimer, that Shimshen descended. So there to get Timnoso. To get to Timnos, he had to go down. So Rashi answers that Bishipua Hahor Hoiso Yoshevis. It was sitting, Timnos was sitting, was located, situated on the slope. Of the mountain, so therefore, Oiden Lomikan. So from one side you went up. If you were on the, came from the bottom, you went up. The Yerden Lomikan, you would descend to her from, uh, if you were from the top. So by Shimshon he was coming from the top. That's why it says Vayered. By uh, Yehuda he was coming from the bottom. That's why it says Oila that it goes up. But this is very unusual for Rashi to explain. Uh, something from a Pasuk in later on, which we haven't learned yet. And also Rashi situates himself on the second time when it says 
Timnos was on the Aliyah. Rashi ignores the first time, so there must be something else. Let's look inside. So we need to understand. Aleph, number one. This contradiction from Mivayered Shimshon the Chulu that Shimshon descended. That Rashi resolves it with his commentary, the discrepancy over here. So this is something which arises and exists already on the language of the verse that proceeds there. There also it says he went up and he went to Timnos. So if Rashi is bothered, why does it say Vayal going up? That how could you go up to Timnos? When by Shimshon it says he goes down. So Rashi should have brought his commentary before and that Pasik, if that's what Rashi bothers. So why Rashi wait till the second time when it says Oilotim Noso? It already says Vayal. And number two, Bayes, Bakhlaw, Rashi isn't usually asked questions from later on. Since it's Rashi's way to explain the simple meaning of the Pasik, and in a way that it should be fitting to a five-year-old learning Chumash, which means on a very simple level. So it's understood that what is Rashi's intention to explain? Only those matter that the student when he's learning this verse, Yiskashabem is going to have difficulty with them. Rashi wants to answer him only questions he's going to have on the place, on the spot when he's learning it. But Rashi is not usually resolving, uh, answering question in our Posik. This Pasik itself has no problems. But there is questions that you have, mysterious and contradiction. From other verses that the students haven't studied yet. So in that case, we need the done in our case. Since in this Pasik itself, there isn't any matter which is difficult for the student. Hello, the only problem is you can ask on it from a that the student is the future going to learn it. This is in the story with Shimshim, which is in the Novi Sheftim, Sheftim. So in Cain, so what is Rashi's reasoning? Why is Rashi answering this conflict in this parsha by us? Were the place to answer this, that would probably be in the Novin Sheftim. After the student has already learned these two verses, and then he can compare them. And he says, over there it says he goes down, here it says he goes up. But over here, we don't know yet about the Pasuk in Shimshon. Why is Rashi bringing in a Pasuk from Shimshon that he went down to ask Akasha? By here it says he goes up. And also, Rashi writes in a very long way. Rashi could have just said that Vayeret uh, Shimshon or something like that. But Rashi, Rashi Why does Rashi have to make a long language? And we know We know that Rashi is totally exact. Every detail in Rashi is exact as known. So why does Rashi need to say 
And by Shimshon it says, This looks like just extra language. By Shimshon it says, Rashi already brings the posseg, so we know whose it is. So this, by saying, it doesn't have Shimshon, it's not Yerit Shimshon. So we know Bimi, where it says this Yerido. So that it's by Shimshon. How you must speak Loshin Kutsoro. Come on, you should have said, Rashi said, Uksi by Yerit Shimshon, instead of Bishimshon Uaymer, by Yerit Shimshon. So, the Rebbe has these questions that there's much, much, more to this Rashi. Now, the Rebbe brings now from the Gemara that the Gemara has the similar question or this contradiction, and the Gemara gives three answers. Rashi chooses one of the three answers, so we have to know. Why does Rashi reject the other answers? Why does Rashi just the other answers seem to be also reasonable shot answers? So why does Rashi give his answer, the one of the answers versus the other two? This answer that Rashi gives is the third answer in the Gemara, and Rashi doesn't bring the first two answers, he only gives the last answer. Base. This question that Rashi brings down. That the language of the psukim, as they relate to timna, sasri hadadi, that they contradict each other. Matzinu begemara gimul terutzim. We find in the gemara we find three terutzim. Number one aleph. Uh, the gemara, the first half, the gemara says it has to do with a spiritual descent and elevation, and a spiritual level. By Shimshon it was a spiritual descent, and by Yehuda it was an elevation. Aleph Shimshon shen is Shimshin, who was degraded with his descent to the Timnas, Upiru Shrashi, what, what was that degradation? How did he degrade? For he descended there to marry from the daughters of the Plishtim that were prohibited to him. So it's a descent for him, that's why the Postic says, Vayeret Shimshin, that he descended there. But Yehuda, Shenis Alaba, Yehuda, who through this became elevated, why? Pirish Rashi, that's the most elevation. Shemeshom noildu Peretz Vizorach, because from there Peretz Vizorach were born, and was an elevation. Midum Lochem Nevim Israel. They have stood up from that uh, relationship between Yehuda and uh, Tamar, that stood up kings and prophets in Israel. So therefore, Ksiv Be'aliyah. That's why over here it says an Aliyah. So it's a spiritual level. That's the first answer of the Gemara. The number two answer, Be'ez, the Gemara says, There were two separate timnas. One was on a down, was on the bottom. And one was up. So there's two separate timnas. And number three, Gimel Rashi said, the Gemara brings down there, what Rashi says, There was really one timna. And the one who comes from this side, you're descending. The one who comes from this side, Aliyah is going up. So according to this, we can ask further on the above-mentioned Rashi that we quoted over here in our passage. Why does Rashi choose the third answer of the Gemara? Why is it advantageous, better, from the two answers that precede this answer in the Gemara? They're also explained according to Pshat. 
especially the Rebbe says the fact that in the Gemara that it, those two answers appear first, and this answer the Rashi brings is the third one. The fact that they come first in the order of the answer it appears they're closer to the meaning of the Psukim more than the third answer. That would add more surprising. Who explains by the simple meaning of the Pesach maybe he brings and he prefers the last answer. Why is that so? So, the Rebbe, from all this, you see that Rashi is coming to tell us something more and different than what it seems just to answer a contradiction. That's not what Rashi is coming to tell us over here. Uh, the Rebbe will explain that Rashi is trying to explain why do we need to know Bechlal that was going up to Timnas? Uh, he went to Timnas. Why is the Torah explaining to you uh, that it's Oyla Timnas? The Rebbe will explain later on in, in Oishei that because of this explaining the, the the way Timnas was situated, she needed to know, she wanted to meet him, and because there's two ways to get to Timnas, if she's going to meet Yehuda. She has to know from which direction he's coming. He's coming from the top of the bottom, otherwise she won't be able to meet him. So that's why it has to say, Oyla Tumnoza to explain which direction he's going. This is going to be the uh, basic uh, answer of the Rebbe explaining this Rashi. Let's look inside. Oyz Gimel. Babir recalls that, the explanation and all this. In Rashi's commentary on our posseh, the main intent is not to settle the contradiction, the the language of Euler which says by Yehuda, and the other Loshon, that's not Rashi's issue right now. The student doesn't know yet from this contradiction, so Rashi doesn't have to address that. That's not Rashi's main concern. Rashi is coming to answer something which is can be difficult and something which is surprising about this language itself that it says here. For what purpose was it necessary? For what reason would the person need to describe that Yehuda went to Timnos He's saying that he goes up to Timnos. Kolayma. Lama medayik hakosah to say. Why is the Pasik emphasizing and saying shuhugat letomar that it was told to Tomar ki chomiyo oilo Timnos. He goes up to Timnos. V'chiyash eizen afkimina. Is there any different afkusah? Is there any difference letoichan asipur to the storyline over here? Afimad overkenu. Let it be that you have to go up to Timnos. But why do we need to know that? What is, how does that change anything? The fact that you will know that he's going in a way of elevation. And not a descending, or going in a direct way. What's the point in telling us that he went up over there? Like we find in other places, the Pasuk doesn't usually say going up, even when we know it's going up. 
kosum letayin as oifen ahilich b'makom shein tzorich. That the pasuk does not describe what way they went up down, and when it's known that leil b'pashas ha'akedah. Here's an example. So earlier, when it came to the portion of the akedah, sekvar lomda talmid, the talmid learned that already, so he knows. Shakadish baruch omer lavrom. Bring him up on one of the mountains. So you know that he's going up. Because the Pesach says, He went to him. It doesn't say, It doesn't say, He went up, he went. It says, They came to the place. It doesn't say, Although they went in a way of elevation. The reason why it doesn't say is because it is not a difference, doesn't make a difference how he reached it. The Torah is not coming to specify an item which isn't important to what we're talking about now. As the Rebbe says, before when it says, since we're saying about a mountain specifically, so, but a mountain specifically, you say Haleu. But when you talk about how you reach there, how you get there, you're talking about traveling on the road, then it's not necessary to say that you're going up. So, the same thing is in our case. Since there is no need, there's no reason to explain. That he's going up to Timnus. He should have said in a closed way, not saying how. He's going to Timnus or similar. So, Rebbe's question is that Rebbe's explanation is that Rashi is not bothered by a conflict of of Pesukim, but rather Rashi is bothered by why the Torah writes here going up to Timnus. And the Rebbe will explain, as before, this concept that he went up to Timnos has been already mentioned before in the Pesach. Over there, the Rebbe will explain now, over there, we can explain that Vayal is a spiritual elevation. Because the Pesach is saying that Yehuda went up, meaning since he was descended before Vayal, that he descended, his brother pushed him down from a Gedula. So here it means an elevation that he got up uh, on a higher level. He's getting, he's going to give birth to the children, whatever the, uh, his, his status changed. But that applies when the Pusik is talking about. But here, it's in the words that Tamar were told, that you're they don't know what's going to happen, that this encounter is going to bring the future, that this is going to bring an Aliyah to Yehuda. So what's the purpose in them telling him Chamich Oila? Rashi has to say Chamich Oila for him to know where she can meet him. Let's look inside. Amnam Dalat. The Pasuk HaKadim in the previous verse, the verse that precedes this, even though there also says that he went up to Timnos because Ein Mokim Lukushizu. There is not a question why does it say Vayal. Lifi Shashom Efshel Lefarish 
Because over there we can explain it's not intended over there. The intention there is not a physical elevation. From a low to a high place. It's talking about a spiritual elevation. In importance in the elevation of the soul. This interpretation would not be going against the simple meaning of the Pasuk. Saying that it's an elevation because actually it follows with the flow from what it said before. Because in the beginning of the parsha it states that he descended from his brothers. Rashi simply in his commentary has no problem explaining the word descent. That his brother have put him down brought him down, they, they descended him, they took him down from his greatness. It means a spiritual descent. So it would make sense to say, as a follow-up to this, the Pesach says afterwards, he went up to teach us that when he went to Timno, and then the happenings with Tomer that was uh, caused from this was uh, came out of that. Chozav and Isala, he went back. Chozav and Isala, he went back and elevated Beruchnis to Kriti Tzarishi BeGemara, and this would be similar to the first answer of the Gemara. Hamuvalil that was brought before. Ochein zayitochen rak b'mokim shenemar vayal b'loshen ister. This can only be explained vayal when it says b'loshen ister vayal. He was elevated, though, which means. The Pasuk is telling about Nister, the Pasuk is telling about about Yehuda. So, Vayal Yehuda, the Pasuk is the one. It's like a third one. The Pasuk is talking about Yehuda. The Torah is relating what happened to Yehuda. And the Torah, she, the Torah knows to hint in the language of Ayal as Aliyosa Ruchnis Shasidolova, his spiritual elevation that is destined to come, Aidahosilitimna, through going to Timna. Mashain came Posik Shalfanainu. So this could be okay over there, but in our Posik that we're dealing with over here, in which it says Hinaich over here, Khamich Oila Timnasa, Beloshinaich, they were telling her that your mother in law, your father in law. Is going up to Timnas. Next. So they're talking to her. That was the language which the people were saying it to Thomas. It's not the Torah saying this. The Torah is describing, requoting what people said to Tomer. One of the people of the place were saying, who got the Tomer? Was said to Tomer. He nechamir. That's the language quoting her. We can't say that when the pasuk says Oila that is going up, talking about the future elevation of Yehuda, what's going to take place? How would she know? That wasn't known to that person who was saying it to uh, Tomer. The came so. 
In that case, since we over there here in our pasuk, we can't touch it as a spiritual elevation. because of So then the question: This pasuk is Lama Nemra. Why does it say Loshan Oila? Why does it say Oila? Malichasi Timnasa. When he's going to Timnas. And therefore, this question, why does the Pasik say the language of Eulah? When she's going up to Timnus, Bimkoyimah stays in place. We don't understand why does it have to say. So it's okay, we understand why the Parsha could be talking about the Pasik. The third one's talking about the spiritual elevation, similar to the Yerida he had before. But now that we're talking about the language that people were using to uh, Tomar, why would the person telling the Tomar have to speak in a way that he's going up to Timnas versus your Chamech is going to Timnas? So this is what Rashi's problem is. And Rashi's answering, the Rebbe explains in say that he had to tell her because since she was waiting for him to meet up with him, she had to tell him which direction that she is, that he's coming. And Rebbe also explained why this doesn't work for the two timnos uh, of knowing which uh, maybe one timnos was an analiyah and one was a yirida, we'll see inside. Hey, this question, Rashi answers by Omri when Rashi says, by Shimshon the Pasik says that Shimshon went down to timnos. That's what Rashi is answering the question. Why does it say here Aliyah? Behind him. Shaydei shemagdim liyashiv stirazu shebeng suvmeilas. Through introducing first to resolve the conflict between these psukim, muturetz zakushiv apostik zebederach mameila. Then the question that we have in our apostik, why does it say Aliyah, is automatically answered. The ma'achar shem Yehuda nemar loshen oilotim nosesins by Yehuda it says, He's going up to Timnas. So we have to say that it's settled on the slope of the mountains. That you go up from one side, you go down the other side. So now, since there are two roads that lead to Timnas. One that is coming from the top of the mountain. Ubali and one going up betachtis of the bottom of the mountains. Sorat mia beloshnali timnosa. Now the question, the surprise. Why does the pasuk say oila timnosa? His is removed. It's gone automatically just by explaining where timnos was. Kizau prata negeya lesipuratvari because this is a detail which is connected. It's important to the. A storyline here. Through this emphasis, which road is Yehuda taking to Timnos? He's going the route that takes him up from the bottom of the mountain. So now, we also understand why does Rashi not explain the word Timnes is like the second answer in the Gemara 
We're not trying to give Rashi. Rashi is not trying to answer here the conflict between the Psukim to try to find ways out. Here it says down, there it says up. No. As I said earlier, this is not something that the tra- that the student is troubled, has a problem when he's reading this verse. Rashi is coming to answer why does the Pasik say over here Oila? That's the issue that Rashi is trying to answer here. So, therefore, this is only answered only when we say that you go up from one side and you go down from the other side. Then we have a need to hint and to let us know which way is he going to Timnos? If there were, according to the idea of two Timnos, so this question we wouldn't know the answer. Okay. Why does it say Oilo? Well, maybe, maybe one Timnos was on top, we should still say, because one Timnos, we'll talk and say like the second answer of the Gemara, but one Timnos was on top of the mountain, and one was not on the mountains. So he says, the Maybe idea comes to hint and let us know, there was a timna that is on the top of the mountain, and he says, I to know which timna is. And not to the one that's in the bottom of the mountain. So the Rebbe says, that's not so practical. Number one, you don't make a uh, try to Tell a seminar, a place uh, for a city, by saying, Oilo, you're going up. That's the wait. King Kumashinamar, as it says, Beis Choyren Tachtin Gamer, Beis Choyren Elian Eid, as the Pasik says. The Beis Choyren from the top and the Beis Choyren on the bottom. This is a Pasik in Yeshua Void. So it's not much, but just by saying Oilo, we're talking about. Base number two. Uh, since the uh, one who sat here, who got uh, to uh, Tomor, so he didn't uh, he didn't say which the up one, the lower one. He just said go to Tamash It appears that there wasn't any place for a doubt. Perhaps. There was only one next by, so they didn't have to specify this. And number two, these two timnas for sure were not next to one another. Um, and uh, the Rebbe brings down the order from before also that there were two timnas, but they belonged to, they were separated in different tribes, so they weren't next to each other. 
So we don't have to tell you which one. We want the one that's on the top because the other one is not even close. By going up to Timnas, telling you which Timnas. The other one wasn't close. So all these things to answer why does it say just because that there's two uh, separate Timnas as the Gemara says over there. That would answer the question if you have a problem, why, how there could be uh, different timna, one going up, one going down, but here that's not the issue. Here's the issue is, why does it say Euler? So Euler, we need to know if it's in the slope, we need to know which direction you're coming from. So she knows where to find them. But if there's two timnas, the Rebbe said then, you don't give it through Aliyah saying that you're going to get up, and it doesn't seem like there was any doubt, and they were far away, so that would not explain why it says Aliyah. So the only way we explain why it says Oila is so that she knows where to go. And Aizvav, the Rebbe is going to come to explain, he asked the Rashi, why does Rashi say the Lashon, versus just saying, instead of bringing the Shimshon Oimer. The Rebbe says this whole idea of a city being on a slope seems a little bit far-fetched. The Rebbe says sometimes people have uh, an advantage of building a city on the top of a mountain. Sometimes there's an advantage of building a city of on the bottom of the mountain. But to build a city in the middle on a slope is not a here, not a here. It seems to not be usual. A Mela, one can argue, you know what, because it's not such a easy answer uh, to say that Oila means Taka in the middle of the mountain. So Mela, maybe we're going to tie each Taka by um, we hear that Timnos was Taka in the mountain and and the Vayered by Shimshun means a descent in his level. So because even though here it's Oila physically there is Yered spiritually, but to say middle of the mountain is a difficulty and you know, once we don't have that answer, we don't have an answer for Euler either, but this whole uh, resolution seems a little hard, and the Rebbe Brim says that that's what Rashi says B'shim Shunoimer, because B'shim Rashi says there's many times wording the word Vayedet, it's not so posh to say over there that it means a descent spiritually, because all the times, which means, if you look over there, you'll see, it says many times, let's look inside, after all the above, this matter is not settled fully, because of the difficulty in the explanation itself. Rashi, after Rashi answers the conflict, Rashi says, that's what we understand automatically, but here, we're answering this conflict between Vayeded and Vayal, that it's at the top and the bottom, but that's in the middle. This is something difficult. That it was sitting in the uh, slope, in the middle of the mountain, the slope of the mountain. It's something which is very uncommon to build a city on the slope of the mountain. And the Rebbe explains there is an advantage building on the top of the mountain. Yes, some people want to build a mountain, the Hainu, 
That is, although that building a city in such a way is tied to various difficulties. There's a lot of trouble to bring up all the needs for the building to the top of the mountains. The conditions of work up there is difficult. Also, it will be diminished its portion in the development of the commerce and in the connections, the various connections with other cities because it's high up in a mountain. For the difficulty of going up in the uh, slope of the mountain, that would diminish those uh, wafers, the people that pass and go by the cities. But Im yet, sometimes people will give up on these uh, deficiencies and these lackings. And they choose to build specifically at the top of the mountain. Because it has an advantage in this as far as defense. A city which sits on top of the mountain, her hand is on the top when there's a war against an enemy that wages war with it, because the enemy is on the bottom. So because of that advantage, you give up some other things. So that's an advantage sometimes people build on the top of the mountain. On the other hand, can move on, understood. There are those that have preference, prefer to build it on on the bottom of the mountain. Although to defend it is not easy. And the reason they do it is because it's a more fitting place to build a city and to succeed in business and similar. As opposed to the slope of the mountains. Over there, there is no complete benefit to build a city. Whether we're talking about its building and its development, it's not as like in the bottom. Also to protect the enemy, it's not as. In addition, portions of the city are one on top of the other. So all this makes it an unlikely. In case, since it's unlikely, so we can ask, since that there should be such a case, a city, in the slope of a mountain, is not common, maybe it's more likely to say, that it was sitting on the top of the mountain, Ulafarich is based on the shoyness. How are we going to explain the two languages of we say Aliyah, Viyirido, Shegabe, Timno, Litzdotim? And we will say that the Aliyah and Yirida, it's wherever we're talking about it. By It means different. It goes by the side we're talking about. In our Pasik by Yehuda, it means. Elevation over there it means descent spiritually. Because everybody according to its matter in the in the verse. Loshen oila bi Yehuda by Yehuda when it says going up, pirusha liu kipshutim begashmi. So there it means physically going up. Ki efshel lefarshu beruchnis. 
We can't say it's Pershlim with Tamanal because of what we said in Sivdalit. That the first time when the Pasik is saying that it was an elevation, fine, spiritual. But the person, the Magi, didn't know that he's going to be an elevation to Yehuda from going to Timnas. So therefore, it has to be a physical. Which the Pasik, he descended. And that could be Pirushoy. Yeridu Bakhshiva Milo. It means descending in the ports and in Milo. The Rebbe points out again in the Ha'ara in 25 over here that even though this way uh, we wouldn't have an explanation for the word Oila, it would seem. Um, because only Bishapur, because there's two directions of going. But the Rebbe says, no, we can still answer uh, Oila. That it means um, uh, you can come from another direction. That explains in order twenty-five, but um, but in any event, the difficulty of building a city on a slope, the uh, idea would almost tell us that we have to find another way out, but not to say that it was on a slope. By uh, the word vayered by Shimshin should mean in level. And that Rebbe is explaining now, that's why Rashi says, Bishimshin Huaymer. To hint to us the reason, what forced Rashi to explain Shetimno Yeshev Bishipuahar that it's sitting in the slope of a mountain. Rashi adds, says, it's not just this posseg that he's bringing in this posseg, Namar Loshin Yerida. Jehoz, take, if it was only this posseg, you're talking about Farshim Muvan Ruchni. Then we can say it in a spiritual level. Eloshim B'Shimshim B'Klolis Sipuro Yoimer. But B'Shimshim in the general, B'Shimshim in the general, the storyline, he says, Hainu Shechoyzer V'Oimer Loshin Zekam Upam. That means that he repeats and he says this language many times. V'Ein Svoro L'Farish is called Echot V'Echot Mehem and it's not uh, really fitting, not logical to explain each one. The Rambam's Yerida b'Chashivas that he descends every time it says he's descending. So we have to say that it means that the place of Shimshon He actually lived on the top of the mountain. And Every time that he walked to Timna, was a physical descent from the mountain. Therefore, that's what Rashi has to say. That it was sitting on the slope, even though it's not the uh, most common way. But here we have to say, because he's always descending there, and that's why it means literally that he went down. Notwithstanding that it's still a little bit pressed to have a city in the middle of a slope, but that is the meaning because Bishim Shanoimer. In Oiz Zion, the Rebbe will bring out from the initial Torah that we always, it's always where our service, we're up like on a mountain, on a slope. And if we don't go up, we are uh, bound to go down. And that's also the mitzvah in their Hanukkah, which is during the Hanukkah, Yom Tev, the Parsh of that we keep on going uh, higher uh, every day, increase in the light. Zayin. From the 
wine of Torah, the mad of those aspects, should be Pirush Rashi Lufanenu, which is in the Rashi before Ans. And also a lesson from this, in the service of each one of one. Elsewhere it's explained in the verse, who can go up on the mountain of Hashem, etc. That the service of the man to his, to Hashem, to his one who acquires him, is is similar to an elevation of a mountain. It's known that when a person climbs and goes up on the mountains, he cannot interrupt in the middle of going up. And to stay for a while on the slant of the mountain. It's almost impossible the person is not to slip and fall down below. But the person has to continue to go up without interruption. The same thing is with this idea of the elevation mountain of Hashem. The continuous elevation is necessary, not just for the elevation, but also to guarantee not to descend. In order to make sure, not just to keep on going, but to make sure not to fall. Which means the person should not be satisfied with his level, his advantage that he has reached up till now. Because his satisfaction with his uh, advantage and his not going higher, medarga ledarga, from step to step, in the level of Kodesh, in the end, this will bring him to descent. This idea is specially emphasized by the lamps of Hanukkah. Those who are do better, the perfection from the perfection. The first day you do one, and mekan ve'elech, moish ve'elech, you keep on going higher. That's the way we do it, the mahad like the mahadim and the mahadim. The vishamayla mekadosh ve'meridim, we always have to go more. V'im lo hoisif nerbi embeiz v'chulu. If you don't add a second lamp on the second day, lo yizu bilvad. It's not just shebebi yim lo hoisif lo lo v'kodesh. That on that day you didn't add and you didn't go up in holiness. To the day that preceded you. But you actually have missed out. The fact that you had not fulfilled uh, in perfection. The level of your elevation, the hidr has not been done. The same as you did the first, the last day was a hidr dikadei. Previous day you fulfilled this mitzvah in perfection because you did more than the day preceded that. And this day you're not. If you want to have the same perfection today with the same hidr as you have fulfilled it on the day before, then you have to go up in holiness as said earlier. And this concept is hinted, hinted, this idea in the words of Rashi. 
Why does it say elevation and descent by Timna? Because Timna sits on the slant, on the slope of the mountain. Because when you're in the slope of the mountain, slope of the mountains represents when a person is working to elevate spiritually, you're on the slope of the mountain. So it is prevents, you can't stand. You can't also even work, walk normally. You can either go up in the top. When you're in the slant, can be Ali or Yerida. Just like the going up of Yehuda in the slope of the mountains. Hevia brought Lidei Leidas Peretz Zemoshiach, brought about the birth of Peretz, who is Mashiach Shinemar. Yale Allah Peretz Lefanehem. Lefanehem, that the one who bursts through goes out in front of them, which is Mashiach Kacha Yidei Avedis Kol Echod Vechod. Likewise, through the service of each one of one. When you go up from one step to the other step, your personal mountain of God and your mountain, we will merit the fulfillment of the promise. They will go up when they are saved on the mountain of Tzion, to judge the mountain of Esau. The kingdom will be to Hashem Bebis Mashiach Tzidkenu with the coming of our righteous Mashiach. This is Mesichas Shabbos Parshas Vayeshev Tov Shin Lamed Beis.